With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Unforbidden Truth. I'm Andrew. This is part one of a two-part interview with convicted murderer to Daryl Shipp. Following these two interviews, there will be an additional two-part interview with Shipp's co-defendant, Krista Pike. You will not hear me conducting these interviews You will be hearing juvenile justice expert James Sparks, who has over 25 years experience in the juvenile justice field. James was gracious enough to provide me with these exclusive interviews with both Ship and Pike. Please bear with us for the first 15 to 20 minutes. The audio starting out isn't the best due to the prison background noise, as well as the prison payphone quality. The opinion expressed by the interviewer may not necessarily be the opinion's of unforbidden truth. It should also be noted that during the course of these question interviews during the COVID-19 pandemic, that you're going to see a different sort of response. There's a different message now in regards to when we look back to 1995. Now you're going to hear the responses of two grown adults and actually what happened that night from their opinion. My name is Cesaro Ship. This is the first time in the last, in, in over 20 years, I've spoken about Crystal or myself in any, in any context concerning our crimes. You hear the truth of me concerning what happened on, that, on the night of January the 12th, 1995. This is the first time in over 20 years that I've spoken about Crystal or myself in any context dealing with our charges. You hear the truth of me concerning what happened on the night of January the 12th, 1995. I feel that it's time for me to speak because Crystal's life is on the line. And it's time for the truth to be told. What put you in a situation where you ended up in job court in Tennessee? I started getting some money. My father and mother could have been the best way to try to compensate. You know what my life is about? You got to try to get control. How long had you been in job court before you actually met Crystal? I wasn't at all. Maybe you should your mind. What was your initial thought of her when you see her? When I first met Krista, she was living on steps right. So, you know, I kind of, when I saw her, I got a new young because I understand why she's been crying. So, after passing by her a couple times, I was like, should I talk to her? She's fine, but she wanted to go back home. Because I guess she didn't like the environment or what she knows for the baby. I'm assuming that she was, she was home, so she missed her feeling or whatever. She didn't want to. I, I, I said, I talked to her for a minute, told her, don't give her a little bit of a try, and uh, they work out for her. And that's basically how we met. Okay. So basically, that was your first interaction with her, her sitting on a, a bench or in a sense, crying. Yeah. And you just went over and tried to talk to her, see what was going on, and help out anybody that you can. As much as possible. 
It was an out of the Everybody else was happy. She walked the bathroom like she never saw the bathroom. And she was sitting there by herself. I'm an only child, so I know how to do it. Yeah. Did, uh, after you initially met her, what did you think of her? I think she was okay. You know, she was, I'm trying to find where she was. She was, I could tell she was sad. When you tell she wasn't, like, at that point, I'm a more person. She was sad. There was something going on. You know, if I would know it, just, I knew that something wasn't right. So, you made her, you all start talking. Did you have any romantic interest in her at the time, or did you were you were you dating anybody, or were you dating Colleen or anything at the time when Christine got there? No, 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 no. So you weren't in a relationship at that time. No, I was no man. Uh, young scouting, kid, no, a young male with a raised hormone, no whatever at the time. So how long did it, I guess, when you met her after that, how long did it take for y'all, I guess, to start dating or, 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 or getting intimate or, or being sexually intimate? So I guess that, yeah, 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 a couple of weeks. I think I can't have, because we almost became a bit after that, because I didn't know nobody out there. <laughs> so I have a couple of guys that, like my little man, whoever it was, she didn't know nobody. We started talking that day. After that, it was like, you know, we're together. We're around each other all the time. As much as possible. So you're pretty much clicked and then just became inseparable. Yeah. Did, did any time during this time, did, did Colleen uh, come into the picture or how did that, you know, actually come about? Ah, uh, that didn't come about until I think it was around like. So how how long have you been there when you know what persistent enough that happened? About six months. Six months, okay. Did Colleen show interest in you as well? Or what what caused I guess the problem there or did I know you're a young male and it's probably uh makes you feel good if you got two gals chasing after you. What what me and Colleen really didn't start to associate until Yeah, I 
sort of uh, turned it from you to her towards Kristen? I think I think it was I think it was I think it was out of spite. Would she would she I guess fan with other other young ladies and you know try to say stuff about Kristen or anything like that? She can recall. I didn't, I know it happened a few times. Like I said, I, a lot of times I, it was it was kept on me. I know it happened a few times. That as far as like uh, it was a few it was a few of the females that were not that was cool with. Did you have any long-term thoughts about you and Krista together? Or 
think maybe this is just a job clue when I leave this over with. Did you, did you have any, you know, thoughts about y'all being long-term for a friend or anything more than that? Can't, you can't help but you fall in love with. That's just honest guy's truth. You can't help it. 
in this situation, I think there was probably more twisty turns put to it than actually what happened. It's just like when you make a movie, you can make a real scary monster movie. When you get all the special effects and you got the right jargon and everything else. And in a sense, that's what happened. Not, so not trying to take away or minimize the crime. Certain things could be elevated that actually didn't happen the way they did. You know that probably talking to the district attorney and everything else. Well, yeah, I know that that year, that year was one of the years where I was, I was one of the first charges that year to squat. But he said the hanging part of it. And there was a lot of more charges that followed that same year. Now, at this time, I know that it was more play on how I believe and the relationship in general because it was a guy that I, I was in that way. That he got overkill charge. He stopped somebody 22 times with a black left. And he got six years. Um, another guy who kidnapped Rick inside of my little girl. I was talking the little girl named Cash. I might mean, not say the bad guy, but I don't want anything to trail right, right. He's out. He got 25 years of kidnapping, rape, murder, and sodomy. And he was on America's most wanted. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of things that happened in that course of that, that, that night period. But people got a lot less time. And it, it, it was just, but the only, the only thing that was different is that, of course, the belief system. And that, I was back at Christmas wife, quite personally. Because in other cases where the little girl was murdered, the guy was white. The guy that shot the guy 22 times was black. And just like, it was a couple of my cell at the time, him and his girlfriend was on the charge together where they, it was a Papa John's murder. And he and I were last time seen over 25 years. So it was, it was white though. I'm saying, so I'm seeing it on that, I'm seeing the things that were transpiring. Now, I'm not saying that's the sole purpose because, like I say, we, what happened was what happened. I'm not taking away that it was something wrong with uh, my life or something. I'm not taking away that. But I'm looking at the dynamics of everything that happened. I'm looking at all the other cases that were around that were just as bad. But the sentencing was different. Nobody got a death penalty in any of those cases. Except Christian. And that's not, that's, I don't, that's, that's, that by itself can't resolve in my heart. It's the end. It's the end. She doesn't deserve it. And then and if they were to take time to sit down and actually go through her files and, and think about the mental health issues and all these things. Okay, I put up road, well, it's understandable. It's understandable. A horrible thing happened, that's understandable. But this is just some spiteful BS that they were doing because they had the authority to do it. They want to set a system. I'm kind of pressing at the time. At the time, they we're not we're not going to allow these things to happen. I don't. You brought up a good point. You know, as far as uh, what the justice system was and about the things that happened to her. Did she ever talk to you about the, the previous juvenile placements she had had prior to the job board? You know how basically the, the placement should have been like a couple months, and she had to stay there fifteen months. Did she ever talk about any of that stuff? No. Because I think they would give you probably more insight on some of the stuff that you know uh, she wouldn't open up about. Because you know, basically, a runaway a kid who's doing a status of being a real, you know, like skipping school or some running away from home. There's no business why they should be in a facility for 15 months with the program's on two or three months. Oh. But I, you know, I guess she got that stability there because that was the only stable life that she had. And I think that's you know what probably she was hoping to develop 
whatever she had a job for, they didn't need it. was some stability, it's something she had spent in so long, since her grandmother. And you know, uh, and, and I can see in a sense, whenever she felt like that was going to be broken up, I can see where she could be territorial, especially with Colleen, in regards to that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take a break, but you know, if you've got something and it seems like it's right and then things start falling apart, how would you react? How would anybody react if you're fixing to lose something that you that you had that you care about? So I think you already mentioned this, but your your initial interaction with Colleen was whenever you, uh, whenever during that Thanksgiving break, correct? Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time that y'all really had any interaction whatsoever. Yeah. And was that the only time that y'all were intimate too? Was doing that, that Thanksgiving break? Yeah. I didn't even know she existed. She came to me. I didn't even know she existed before that. She came, she approached me, and she kept approaching me. I was like, man, go away. She kept on, kept on, kept on. And I was like, I was a young kid, you know, raised that hormone. I was like, well, let's yeah. yeah. go. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody would fault you for that. That's, that's understandable. Did y'all have sex only that one time, or was it more than once during that Thanksgiving break? Once. And I know when you mentioned the way Krista acted, I guess she was doing the women's intuition. Do you, do you know what basically caused the fight between Krista and Colleen? The one that led to the, 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 the crime? It was something about Colleen finding some of her. I don't know exactly. I don't know like exactly details. Like I said, something Krista tried to keep from me. I was, I was kind of, I'm going to go to bed with Krista. So if anything happened, I don't give a damn who it was. I'm going to say Krista in the house now. So it was, it was something that she knew that I was going a little extra wrong. So like I know she's doing a little extra on certain things that I kept with her. But it has I think it has something to do with pictures being burned or I'm not sure. But I remember hearing something about some pictures that she burned that she burned the faces out of her pictures and some stuff. Something to that effect. She kept like harassing her and stuff. Colin was doing that to Krista, correct? He's constantly coming at her like that. These are the things I heard. Did you I guess did, did you know after, I guess, you know, initially hooked up with Colleen, whatever, but did you see a change in her where she was, where she was vocal or had a temper to her, Colleen? You have one minute remaining. Like I said before that, I didn't even know Colleen. So the interaction between her and Krista, it was, it was new to me, period. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was in a way hostile because it wasn't like, hey, I store in France, we're back, we're going to talk. It was more like, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, she thought, you know, she would have done something. You know, if, 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 if she thought, if, she, if Chris had any inkling, you know, you really can't blame her. Because she's like, what is this girl coming at my man for? You know? Yeah. Or, you know, even if she looked at you. And it doesn't, as you know, with them, like, they don't have to be anything. It could be just a look. It could be a smile. And it could be anything to set them off. And then I'm like, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Right. But she felt it. She felt something. What led to, I guess, the night or what happened the night of which the uh, crime took place? How did it start? Suddenly everything came to a head. And I hinted that Colleen was trying to mess with me. Said, but it was, I, don't, I can't remember exactly. Suddenly everything came to a head that day. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how. Oh, well, I was like, you know, just, just, just get up here. Y'all got a problem, y'all can get this problem. And honestly, they ain't got a, they ain't got a, 
location, you know, they have to give the most gruesome details. The situation with the tenant lamp, was that actually their obvious? That was you. That was a spur of the moment thing that happened that I did. I know it's been two different stories told about it, but cut and dry, that was, that was literally a spur of the moment thing that I did. And I guess they related to, they said that you were a second guess. And now looking back, you being a full grown adult, a full grown male, do you actually think that you really understood the full concepts of Satanism at the time? At the time, though, it took me the next 10 years to get a full understanding of grasp. After that, to get, a, to get a clear understanding of actual Satanism on the concept of the time I it took me another two years to completely, completely grasp it, a, a, a clear understanding, because it has nothing to do with worship. So it has nothing to do with the, the whole concept of thinking that people think it does. The whole form of saying that time was an archetype, it's almost just, just like a shot. They used the word say because he was arrogant, he was the one who had rebelled against. It was the non-conformance. It was the attitude of non-conformance. It wasn't the attitude of, of, of all the traffic. The traffic was there and that had a shot, that had a shot to just draw people in or to make people think. But the ways of the concept that, that I, I took at the time were distorted. As a human period of people, now I can understand that my views at that point concerning the, the Satanism on the Antonin Bay was distorted. And I think that that's probably, like you said, you, you're knowledgeable about that because you took the time to, to educate yourself in regards to it. Because I think the reports now say that you, you know, I guess you're born again Christian. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just repeating what I've read. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I never really get into people's beliefs because I, I just don't think it's anybody's business. You know, like they say, religion and politics. Let, let them lie. Let them dogs lie. So I'm curious after this happened, you know, because, you know, as you mentioned, this was not planned, this was not premeditated, it was just sort of trying to, to, to squash this fight with these two young ladies. What did you do and how did you react after the murder? What were you thinking? Honestly, what the fuck? That's basically what I was thinking about getting yeah. the What, how, how, how? But once I was, once, once, it just, Resolved that this had happened. I didn't know what to do. Like I said, I was a kid. I didn't know what to do. But I, I, it, it was more like, there was more, I almost went to the pillow, like, oh, this, this, this really happened. This actually happened. This is real. And it was a, it was a moment of having to, to accept that something actually happened. And by the time that happened, we were getting arrested. And at, at any time, did you ever tell anybody that Colby was your sacrifice to Satan? I don't remember saying that. I don't honestly remember saying that. But I said so much stupid stuff back then. Honestly, I said so much stupid, just off the wall stupid shit back then. I could not, honestly, I don't remember if I did it. That was part one of a two part interview with Tadaryl Ship. Don't forget to check out part two, which will be coming out on Thursday. Following these two interviews, there will be an additional two-part interview with Tadaryl Ship's co-defendant, Krista Pike. And that interview will also be conducted by James Sparks. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the interview. See you on the next one.